0: Hi, everyone. It's me, Idris. And you guys know one thing, that when you hear my voice on this podcast, there's a new Patriot, or there's a returning Patriot. Well, guess what? In this case, I have a new and a returning Patriot. That means it's a goddamn party. Let's start with the new. Up first, we have Stefan Musinak. Now, Stefan, I hope I didn't butcher your last name. If I did, I'm very sorry. We'll just blame it on Brandon. But I want to welcome you the Patreon. I want to welcome you to being the patriot. The patronage will go towards making this show even better than it was ever before because now you're here and you're helping us out. Thank you for your patronage, Stefan. We appreciate you and we love you. Up next, last but not least, we have All For The Queso. Now, when you, I know that you're all about the cheddar, the cheese the cream, if you will, the money, the greenback, but you're also for uplifting this podcast, and that's why we thank you. Thank you for being a returning patriot. Thank you for coming here and supporting this podcast. You are a patriot once again. That's all that matters. Thank you for your patronage. Now, guys, if you want to be a patriot, you go to patreon.com slash medium popcorn and join this elite squad. We're waiting for you. We love you. Idris, out.
1: Medium popcorn Woo! You haven't seen it Well, we're gonna spoil it Spoil it in your face That's your warning mm. So if you get pisses Or you'll
2: What's up, Little Biscuits of Sun-Dried Tomatoes?
3: It's your boy, Eddie Collins. Let's do that again. Then my throat just said, you know what? You want to make fun of him, huh? Let's
2: do that again. (laughs) What's up, Little Biscuits of Sun-Dried Tomatoes? It's your boy, Eddie Collins.
3: Guys, it's Justin Brown. And we
2: are Medium Popcorn, and we going going to the West Coast. West Coast, L.A., Crips and Dose. South Central, baby. (laughs) written <laughs> and directed by Steven Milbour Anderson. <laughs> produced by Oliver Stone, starring Glenn Plummer and Carl Lumby. How you yeah. doing,
3: Justin? You alright? Brandon, that was so crazy. So Glenn what you just did.
2: Glenn Plummer was in Showgirls. I was like, is this yeah, the yeah, dude yeah. from Showgirls?
3: Yes. Yeah, okay.
2: This movie was made in nineteen ninety two. Um had a budget of four million, grossed uh, a little over one point three million, but uh, has since uh, been uh, considered one of the one of the best independent films of uh, its time, as well as uh, been heavily praised and widely uh, critically acclaimed. I watched this movie, and it felt very uh, TV specialy. Uh, I just thought it was trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a different. You know what it is? It's a different. It's a different world. Okay. From where we come from, uh, you know, because we are black guys that grew up in the suburbs. So, West Coast, especially West Coast black culture, Is with different. like gangsters and shit with gangs and stuff like this. I say gangsters. Um, I just I think I'll never get it. Like I obviously have worked with impoverished uh, youth in both Michigan and New York and New Jersey, and sh- but it's still it's just a different life. It's just a different. Way of life um, Even though they deal with similar challenges So
3: it's also It's weird because um, In my times in, in uh, You know on the west coast Los Angeles uh, specifically I feel like Los Angeles While yes is a major uh, Metropolitan city and all It does feel Kind of country
2: Oh, there's parts of Inglewood where it definitely feels a little country.
3: Like, like um, I, I, I know that, like you know, obviously a, a lot of um, you know the black community come from the South Ooh. and things like that. But like, I felt like I, I felt like parts of uh, Los Angeles, especially when I first went, I felt like, oh, I'm kind of this kind of feels like the South, mm. and you know, so it's like. It's not what I expected at all.. Yeah. so like I think that's why people from New York and Los Angeles don't really don't really mesh necessarily all that well because New York is such is it feels more city than uh, l a uh, does, okay in in many ways, especially like the the communities um or the black communities. Um, or well, I guess the poorer communities in Los on, on the West Coast. If that if that makes sense, because like it feels because even like New York, Chicago, New York, Chicago, yeah. you know, New York, Detroit, you know, they'll you know those East Coasts, like because I think it's because it's more congested, yeah, and, and you know it feels more communal, uh, but like I feel like. L.A. and Atlanta, they are kind of closer to each other. Like New York, Chicago, Detroit, uh, even Miami uh, feels a little bit more. And actually, Miami probably a little bit more L.A., um, but like they they feel more more city. This the like L.A. doesn't feel like a city to me. Well,
2: because in, everything in feels the main, like a suburb in the main city. It's like a different. That's that's where all the the white people are making the Hollywood money and shit.
3: Yeah, but like, but you can that's, go to
2: Inglewood and Compton and stuff. Yeah, it's like more. It's, it's the yeah, suburbs. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah, it's like residential. Yeah. In the dirt, in the in the, like not dirt,
3: but uh, in the desert and shit. Yeah. So like, but but that's what I'm saying is like I feel like because of the, you know the way that the you know the, the city is situated because yeah, Los Angeles is very spread out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So because it's very spread out, it feels more, you know, like the south, or it feels like the suburbs, yeah. but. As I've always said, never sleep on the suburbs because those places are fucking dangerous. Because people don't have much to do other than fuck and, sh- and kill each other. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like you have to be very, very wary of of, of a bad uh, area in in the suburb. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a wild time, and
2: this is the '90s too. This is when crack epidemic, everything like gangster life was like crazy. Um, and very much glamorized, um, both in music and in, in just life in general out there. I mean, we open with you know um, uh, Bobby Johnson getting out of jail and he squirts a 40 over a cop. Yeah. And I was like, damn, you know how kind of you know how many bucks he don't
3: give <laughs> the balls? Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, that's Bobby Johnson. I was like, oh shit. And, and it's, it's like he's also been in prison for months. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, important. he goes into prison for years after well, yeah. He only got 10 years for a murder? That's crazy. Well, I don't think that they had necessarily all of the evidence. to. Yeah, but they were still able to get him on something. I mean, yeah. well,
2: it's because this boy has picked up that that sex worker who was an undercover cop. <laughs> She's like, I'm taking all... And he had his son with him. He had a baby son. I was like, yeah. stop taking your kid everywhere, bro. Well, I mean, it's better than
3: just leaving them at the house unsupervised, but not really. But, you know, at the same time... He he wasn't. He was like, "Oh yeah, just come for a ride for us." And he jumped in the car with these guys, and then they start with the bullshit. I was like, well, "Guys, I have my kid with me in the car." I mean, they
2: clearly didn't care.
3: Yeah, obviously, they he's, did
2: not care. I mean, at a certain point, when um, what happens? Uh, he's trying to grieve in prison. He's trying to grieve over his son getting shot, mm-hmm. and the dude's like, "Yo, stop fucking whining, bro. We got you." Like he's like, "Give me a moment." They're like, "No, nah, nigga, we are gonna get, get that, you dude. out." <laughs> Yo, chill out. Yeah, he's just like I'm. I'm in. I'm. I'm out. Then motherfuckers. They're like good. The Aryan boys are getting your booty hole. I'm like Jesus. <laughs> like, Jesus like, are you just found out that my son, like, because I thought the kid was dead. Yeah, the way that that, that dude. Well, I mean, he was peeping Tom on them. Like, he was peeping Tom on them before he was going to rob the car. Well, steal the, the car.
3: The thing that helped him was the fact is that he was jumping over the fence, so he was far away. Yeah. So that. So this. You know, and he got hit with a shotgun. Yep. So the shotgun Those pellets spread Yeah So he then You know If he was closer That would have blown a hole Straight through Oh yeah You would yeah. be done done yeah, yeah And my man was like
2: I don't know if he was a kid But he shouldn't have been doing What he was
3: doing <laughs> I was like damn This is true though Listen uh, <laughs> I remember watching this movie uh, When I was a kid
2: I do too I feel like if That's why I thought It was an after school thing I think this played After school one time
3: Oh no I didn't watch this after school <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel like this played, like, this played on something like a, wasn't like a, was it UPN maybe? I remember um, this felt, this this felt a lot longer, but I think it's because I watched it on, like, TV. Yeah. With commercials and
3: stuff. Commercial yeah. breaks. You know, those commercials Because breaks? this is a tight 99 minutes.
2: Well, when, when you watch it on Tubi, you feel those commercial breaks. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. that's true. Tubi does not give a fuck about you want ad-free shit. They're like, nah, nigga, we gonna make the money through the ads. <laughs> we ain't fucking around with the other streaming models. <laughs> um but yeah I
3: so you were saying you saw this as a kid. Yeah, I saw this as a kid. And like I I think the main thing that I took away from it is just like oh yeah, gangs isn't a good idea.
2: <laughs> but and if you don't have any like he says at the end with the other gangster he's like we didn't have fathers growing up and yeah. I can give my son something we didn't have. Right? And I get that because you know, when you are, and I actually, uh, it's funny because I was talking to a friend of the show, Dan Soder. I get it. I'm talking about a white dude when we're talking about a very black movie. Yeah. But I was talking to him the other day because he did um, a podcast where he talked about when, you, when you're abandoned by your father or your father's not in your life, that really fucks with you. Mm. Because you're like, I'm half of you. Like, yeah, the fuck the, you're rejecting yourself. Like, you, so you must hate yourself. I must hate me so much that you're like, I'm not even going to fucking bother. Yeah. And so to know that you're also surrounded, and especially in the black community, unfortunately, you're surrounded by so many other people that feel like you. That immediately
3: crea- bonds.
2: creates bonds. So then you're like, we gotta protect each other. Then, yeah. So I get, I get the concept of the gangs. I absolutely understand. That. Well, it's when we you start killing each other, especially over some dumb shit. Because there's not enough mentorship and not enough adults in the room to be like, hey, we don't have to go around killing each other because so-and-so talked to someone's girl or because so-and-so maybe said a little smart comment and you got clammed up and couldn't come back and shit. Mm -hmm. Use your words versus fucking shooting niggas and shit.
0: So, I I, I think... Or at least put up
2: your dukes, you know? (laughs) Stop it. Stop it right
3: now. At least put up your dukes. That's what my
2: papa used to say. You got to put up your dukes. Show the bully what which, which time it is. Okay, so... Uh, the bully <laughs> did show me what time it is. It was beating Brandon <laughs> up Time. Uh,
3: so I, I think one of the good things that this film did was kind of highlight the fact is, like, these gangs, they came about actually more for protection. Most gangs uh, yeah. came about uh, that way is because, you know people come into your neighborhood block or whatever and you know, they're doing fuck shit and then people have to get together to make sure that they don't, they're not abused by, you know, the people around them. Or if they, you know, wander out of uh, their space and, you know, part of it is, you know, you know, you know, white people come into your, uh, uh come to your space you know, this is 1980s, whatever. And they do wild shit. Now, they're not gonna think about doing that kind of shit if there's a bunch of you. Yes. So it was more for protection, but then it became a territorial thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, this is our territory. You know, you don't come here at all. So th- the, you know, then it became this crazy toxic shit uh, that didn't make any sense. And then it turned into money because of you know the drug game and everything like that. Yeah. Which this film very much uh highlights because you know uh what was uh, uh yeah, the brother's name my god which one uh Ray Ray. Uh so oh, yeah. Ray so Ray, Ray <laughs> who was who was uh, the basically like one of the founders of the deuces. Yep. him and uh, OG Bobby Johnson. Um you know it was about, you know, hey, you know, community and all that kind of stuff, which the other gangster, like the old school gangster, was just like you don't give a fuck about this kid. It's all about yep. money. Um, but it it basically turned just like that gang said, like this is just about money and territory. You want the money. And then as it And you're exploiting young kids and getting that shit, yeah. He basically turned into the same thing, if not even worse. Oh, for sure. I mean
2: he actively was going after like the smart kids to be like, Hey, you wanna work for me, make some money.
3: Yeah. You know, because oh, he, no, well, I wouldn't say he's necessarily going after the smart kids. He was just going after, uh well, he was going after the eager kids for sure. Kids who yeah. were like, "I'll do whatever you need
2: to to make that money." Like, but, that's I what mean, a ten year old. Yeah, but that's what Jimmy, you know, uh Bobby's son was all about, yep. aka J Rock. Yeah,
3: because he "I'll he do whatever didn't you need, a, Ray Ray." Because he didn't have a,
2: his father wasn't he's around. In jail. His yeah, yeah, he was in right? jail. Yeah, and his mom was uh, addicted to that smack. You know when when Bobby gets back from jail, first of all, I love that the running thing with the uh, the the girlfriend was she never knew what he was getting out of prison, mm. so she never talked to him whenever he was in prison, or she yeah. at least didn't remember when he was going to get out. So she gets out, well, when he gets out, and she's immediately dressed dressed up because she's going to go fuck the other gangster dude, but she gets caught real quick on that. Well, I mean, she was strung out; she was, she was she was the heroin, so yeah, oh, so PCP, yeah, PCP. <laughs> Um, I wrote down, I was like, are we sure that J-Rock is really uh, Bobby's son?
3: Well, all right, here's the thing. I was like, do we have a
2: dead president situation on our hands? Where it's always going to be kind of ambiguous? Yeah. You know what I
3: mean? True. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, it very much could be that case. Yeah. Because all it takes is one nut. That's true. But... Uh, yeah No I mean you, you are correct You know what I mean But if she was pregnant No cause she was pregnant When they first uh, Before he went in But yes I mean listen Anything's possible Yeah Anything is possible
2: Yeah that's what I said I mean every time I see A picture of Jackson and Paula I'm like That looks like that's John Legend's kid
3: <laughs> Brandon don't you do that <laughs> Don't you do that
2: We're just ordinary
3: people <laughs> We don't know Let's Wait you can go back to Finland <laughs>
2: That'd be so fucking wild. Justin, where's your family? Oh, they back in Philly. When they
3: coming back? They ain't. they ain't. John Legend could go get them. <laughs> when John Legend wants to go, go ahead and get him. he can get him. I'm single again, motherfuckers. <laughs> That'd be so fucking crazy. <laughs> I, would,
2: I would definitely be sad for you for about two weeks and then... Just had to laugh. After that. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you would start drinking. Um, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> that's when Justin starts drinking his own fucking <laughs> double spree pocket. <vodka. laughs>
3: Just singing in the street like Eddie King. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> running the streets looking like uh who's that fucking crazy dude in this film? Oh my god. What was um the weird guy that was... Um, Which
2: one? There were some weird niggas.
3: Well, f- first of all... Old dude in the prison? No, no, no. The the guy that was part of their crew, the, their main crew that was on the street with them, that was obviously using drugs and things like that. Oh, my God. What was that kid's... That, the guy who told them in, uh, in, in prison that... Um, uh, that
2: uh, Jay Rock was working for
3: Ray riff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I, yeah. I'm blanking on that
2: character's name, but I, that's the kind of character that, that was the kind of person that, because I've worked with young people that are like that, mm-hmm. that are, you know, probably because their parents did drugs and stuff like that. Um, they're a little bit off, but, you know, they're very eager to be part of a community to protect themselves mm-hmm. because they're like, I'm, I'm, I can't, because, you know, what does he say when, like, when uh, Bobby gets abandoned by the group he, in the prison, he's like, I can't be alone. Yeah. I can't be alone in here. Yeah. It's like one of the saddest line deliveries in this whole fucking thing.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, because, you know, the Aaron's were trying to fuck him.
2: Oh, yeah. Thank God for the other brothers. <laughs> All he had to do for, uh, for because then they made the Aaron brothers, when, uh, when the dude stepped in to protect uh, Bobby, he was like, oh, I want 15 cartons of uh, cigarettes. And he gonna do he gonna do all my chores and shit, and then all he wanted in return from Bobby was to read. <laughs>
3: yeah, he's like, "I want you to read two hours a day." Mm-hmm. I well, was like, oh, "Where do I start, sir? <laughs> what do you want me to read? What book?" Uh, 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 so Yuvi and Chess said Ali. Ali was actually the Muslim uh, guy who helped him out. Yeah. Guy, the character's name is Loco. Loco. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, they called him crazy. So it's obviously somebody who had like a mental deficiency yes, yeah. who they kept around because they were just like, oh. He' funny, and we can make him do the crazy shit probably because yeah.
2: you know he's like Papa Doc, not Papa Daga, uh, Cheddar Bob, an eight mile. <laughs> there's always yes. one in the group in like a gang like that. Yeah, there's always that crazy nigga that's like trying to prove something. Y- yes,
3: yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but the wild card, correct?
2: But yeah, but um, so yeah, so uh, Bobby Johnson, uh, Ray Ray, they're getting the deuces up and running and shit. Um, and they got to deal with this uh, this this dealer named Genie Lamp, who um, is pretty much turning Carol uh, Bobby's
3: girlfriend out. Yeah, slowly he, yeah. he's bringing her into the game.
2: He also t- doesn't he turn out Bobby? He makes him do that cocaine or the heroin. Uh,
3: yeah, uh, yeah. He forces him to snort. Like, yeah. And then he's just like, you tell Ray Ray mm-hmm. that w- that w- that was a weird scene. Yeah, because I was like, are they fucking Okay, here here's the thing. The acting in this, especially the first half, is horrendous. It's a bit rough. It's rough. No, it's not rough. It's horrendous. It's, it's, well, it's especially, like, when you talk about the crew, the original crew, mm-hmm. the, the, it, it's it's really hard to watch. Like, it almost seems like vaudevillian. Wow. I wouldn't say vaudevillian, bro. It's like. Hey, Bobby! <laughs> like, you know, there, there was some shit. I was watching, I was just like, ugh, yuck. <laughs> the, the acting at some points was yuck. Oh, now, it got better, like, once, like, you know, you know, Bobby or Glenn Plummer's character is yeah. more of the focus, you know, the prison stuff, and then, like, once they get out, and these um, the characters um, from the Deuces are a little bit more grown up and mature. Yeah. Uh, so but, that's maybe where the, the the craziness came from. Yeah, but bro, like it, it was, the, the the first few scenes were fucking nuts. Yes, it was yes, so bro. hard to watch. They were insane. Because even the, the you know, the gangster, um, Genie, uh, Genie Lamp, which is such a fucking weird ass fucking name to go by. Yep. They call me Genie Lamp. That dude looked like a fucking villain from a goddamn, I
0: don't even yeah, know. Yeah, he looked insane.
3: He looked nuts. He acted crazy too. And yeah. then, like, even his dude was just like, <laughs> "It was a lot. It was a lot." I was just like, "What, movie what the was, fuck am I watching?" This movie was a lot. It was. It was just a lot. Um, the, uh, honestly, Brandon, I did not remember the first part of this film. Okay, like before the, um, like most of the before the prison stuff, and watching that made me want to turn it off. Mm. But I knew. Like, the second half of, you know, uh, I guess the second act of the film gets better because when he's in prison, yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, the character gets uh, developed more. Yeah. But that first half is so fucking rough. It's so rough. Like, it's almost as hokey as um, the fucking, the beginning of the Malcolm X film. Just that point where... um, where Denzel and Spike Lee are walking in the zoot suits and swinging their oh, arms. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's, but like, it's, they're going over a specific time frame. Like, this, the first part of this movie felt like that scene. Okay. <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> okay. I get it. I
2: get it. That, that was insane. That was pretty crazy. Um, but I didn't think it was I didn't think it was egregious. I just thought that the the movie was just kind of I want to say all over the place cuz it was pretty linear. Mm. But it for me like just working, you know, and working with youth um and just seeing the parenting, like I just like could not fuck with it. Fair. Like, you know, between the mom being strung out and then the dad just... But there's no role models. There's nobody around them to teach them how to do things. But at a certain age, I feel like... Because I couldn't tell how old they were supposed to be. I think at the beginning, they're supposed to be in their early 20s, right? Um, or are they supposed to be even younger than that? I, I feel like they are probably teens. Okay. Because that, that was an issue for me, like, trying to keep up how old they were supposed to be. Mm. Right? Because then it's 10 years later, you know, obviously, uh, J-Rock is older. But for me, it was like, all right, they don't really exactly have examples about how to be good parents mm. and how to get themselves out of these circumstances. Because it didn't seem, unfortunately, like they had they had much education. J-Rock clearly, like, he stopped going to school, so that was a thing. Yeah, um, And, you know, uh, Bobby Johnson himself was struggling to read, at, you know, at the beginning. So it, it is a, there is a point where it's like, well, what are they supposed to do? You know that's that's something that we've had. Um, you know, Tati's cousins brought out to us a few times, where we're like giving her feedback about you know the way that she's going about raising the god kids and stuff. And she's like, "What am I supposed to do?" Yeah, like like what are, what are my other
3: options yeah. here?
2: And it does take a village to to raise kids. It's not just the parents. It takes a village yeah. between the educators, between just the people that the parents associate themselves around, between the, 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 kids, the kids that yeah. the kids are surrounded by. It's a whole thing. Um, and so when all the cards are stacked against you, it is very easy to get depleted and depressed. And that's why, you know, probably Carol started doing drugs and stuff. But like I said, at a certain point, and this is what sucks, is because especially when you know about black history, is that we are very resilient. We are very strong. But we're not told that enough because our history is so diluted. Yep. and so it's 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 unfortunate because there's so much power in the knowledge of what we've accomplished, um, not just for this country but for the world. And it's that's why you see some community leaders trying to instill that confidence in the communities. But it's also you're going you're pushing a rock up a hill, a boulder up a hill, yep. and you're trying to change systemic things that. You know, no matter how hard someone may work or try to, like, improve their situation. Because at the end of the day, for me, even though this kind of has a positive ending, I'm like, what's Bobby going to do?
3: Yeah, like, what's Bobby going to do?
2: He has a partner. He has a partner in Carol who literally was like, I'm still going to go on my girlfriends, even though I know you're crying. You're, like, distraught. because." our son, son was taken our away. our son spiraling. He was taken away. He was in a foster home and now he ran away from the foster home. The cops are looking for him, but I rather go out versus us as parents coming together and to figure this out. Yeah. Cause you know, damn well, if she had gone with him probably to Rayway's place, that whole standoff with the guns wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there was things like that that were very frustrating and maybe it's cause like, I'm, I have like, you know, very personal situations that like kind of triggered, my emotional uh response to these scenes but for me it's just it was it was just very frustrating because i don't think that there's a happy ending for these characters mm. post post the credits fair and i think that that's for me it's like then i don't know it's it's I, i'm curious i would be curious to hear from the right director the what their intentions were with this film i know it was uh um steven milburn's uh anderson's uh th- you know th- uh, first th- theatrical film um it's based on a book yeah um but i you know i just for me i, I really struggled to get an idea of what i was supposed to take away from this movie
3: uh, yeah I, I i see i see exactly
2: why you feel that way because at least like stuff like boys in the hood they like had the commentary that called out Like the black, not, not, I don't want to sound like Bill Cosby. Like, you know what the thing with the black community, (laughs) but you know, boys in the hood at least was very, it put a mirror to us as people, especially in these communities to say, Hey, yes, things are stacked against us, but don't, if you peep the game of what they're doing to impoverish us, then we can fuck figure out how to flip it on them. Yeah. And shit. Like I think about Lawrence Fishburne's uh, speech at the billboard. Yep. Incredible. He's like, why do you think they put a liquor store in every corner? Because they're trying to kill, it, make us kill ourselves.
3: Yep. It's like, or, or just keep you drugged yeah. up or liquored up enough so you don't that you don't yeah. uh, paying attention to what's happening around you. Yeah.
2: Because I do get it. Like this is a redemption story of Bobby Johnson, who again kills someone in cold blood. Yeah. He shoots a man straight in the chest. He takes his life. Mm-hmm. Right, intentionally. Even gets the, the little tattoo on his face, which, what that cop said. Uh, that that's a do sign or someone shitting your face. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um but it also was very much like a it, it could have been a slice of life kind of thing and like a redemption story, but at the same time I'm like but there's also very much people that might be in that situation as Bobby Johnson who don't make it out that that building at the end. Yeah. And then, so, it, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It just, I I really struggled with this movie because I got what it was trying to go for. And maybe at the time in 1992, 93, when it was released, it had a huge impact. And, like, it,
3: it, it, that, and that's, that's the But thing. now it's, like, nah. You know, watch, you know, yeah. when I watched this in the 90s, you know, I was probably 10. Yeah. Right? So I was the same age of J-Rock, uh, you know, at that time. And like, yeah, like, I, I thought was, you meant now. I was like, bro. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, you know, and, and there is you know bullshit happening in my neighborhood all around me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so like, yeah, watching this as a, you know, a, as a young kid, you know, you something resonates with because, you know, my neighborhood, you know, there was a lot of gangs and shit, you know, the, you know, where I was you know i also think that like you know especially the 90s it was just like there's gangs everywhere yeah you know so like and because uh, uh gang the gang lifestyle and gang culture was so big in the you know the 80s and you know going into the 90s early 2000s um you know this this is this was very necessary and it's at, you know i feel like it kind of does live in a co- time capsule yeah uh, you know, for Like sure, for sure. Now, mind you, at the same time, gang culture is obviously still around. Oh yeah, uh, but it, it it it's not as um, it's not
2: as covering the news because of the migrant crisis and all that stuff. I feel
3: well, like. and it, and it, but it, it's not as, it doesn't hold as much weight as it used to because it seems like the gangs are loo- are uh, moving a lot a lot smarter than they did in the past. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They've also learned. It's just like, hey. What, we just don't fuck with random regular people for no reason yeah. because that only highlights us and then brings unnecessary you know shit our way. So like I think that the, the gangs have evolved you know and like they're kind of staying away from like you know, little little fucking kids indoctrinating at young ages. I, again, it's definitely still going on, but I think it's not at the level that it was in the 90s. And part of that is because, you know, we don't have crack and, you know, and. I mean, and, we still have and, crack. Yeah, but we but don't. there's have, other stuff now. We don't have a, a epidemic the way that it was back then. No, no.
2: Now we have the opioid epidemic, which yeah. gets all the press and stuff.
3: Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah let's not like, yeah, start like. into it. Um, I don't, and then all
2: the, the jail stuff was kind of crazy. Like, the, the performances there, I thought were wackadoo.
3: Oh, well, I mean, the white dudes were wild. The Aryan guys. <laughs> those, so, <laughs> those guys were fucking wild. nuts. I want
1: five, you know, 15 cigarettes. <laughs>
2: but at the same time, those are the kind of crazy niggas that do stuff to get them in jail. <laughs> yeah. True. For, for years on that, because they're out of their fucking minds. Yeah. And it's just
3: like, let's get the
2: business. It's like, we're going
3: to fuck you. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was just like, yeah it was- Oh, I, I
2: thought that was gonna be real bad When that dude just kept punching him in the stomach And then it was like And now to the business I was like, to the, you tend to rise him And now you're gonna fucking <laughs> He's
3: just These are some ra- these are raw niggas Well, and there's also like, you know So he gets in there and He's just like, you know the, Well, Ali uh comes in He's just like He's like, you know it's like, you know, are you trying to get in the in the middle of this? You know, you know prison rules. It's like, yeah, but you also know prison rules. That's a man. Mm-hmm. It's like, and you're trying to take a man. So basically trying to, you know, turn him. Uh, yeah, because they were going to make him like their sex slave. Yeah. That so we own you now. Yeah, it's, it's like, he's like, you don't, like, he's not, he's not the guy that you do that to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to tell y'all now. I'm going to tell you right now,
2: Justin, if I get in a situation like that and niggas are trying to be like, we own you now, you you, you know, we, we you are meat, I'm just going to have to bite dicks off till I get killed. <laughs> That's it. I'm just biting dicks until I die.
3: Fair.
2: I'm not going out like that. I'm just saying. Yeah, fair. When my man did the knee, uh, when he knee that tray into that dude's face, I'm like, yep, I get it. Yeah. Because you also can't look like a chump. Well, yeah. Like, I, I get that for sure. It's like, uh, what did they say? What movie was it where it's like, when you get to prison, you got to fight the baddest looking dude or some
3: shit? I mean, that's an old saying, and that's very flawed, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 25th that's... Hour? Yeah, like, I remember, <laughs> that's
2: 25th Hour. We should do that movie, UVA. Uh We haven't we haven't reviewed it yet. Hunt the list! Um, when uh, Edward Norton, like, he's like, I'm going to be a bitch in there. I need you to beat me up. Mm. So I look crazy. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know if this is going to have the effect you wanted to, though. Cause they might be like, oh, his teeth are all out. Yeah. Let's just fuck his skull. Uh, yeah, it's not great. <laughs>
3: it's you didn't have to say. I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> it's not great. Um, yeah, I, I was still like, when, when uh, J-Rod gets shot, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I thought he was done. And then, he, like, the nurse and, like, everyone, they try to bring him, you know, ner- I, without any better words, nursing back to health and stuff. And he's still, like, rough, and his mom...
3: Doesn't even like talk to him and well, shit. That no, was wild. No, no. But th- that's the thing. Is like the nurse, uh, the nurse, uh, nurse about you know they they, they, they helped uh, uh, reha- re- uh, rehab him. Yeah. Right. Rehabilitate him. Yeah. And but he was acting like a kid, but then he goes into a group home, and then the gang shit just comes right back out. Yeah. Because the environment. He th- he can't survive there yeah. like a normal kid, because as you see, immediately once the you know the guy left the room, they started ro- they started uh, rolling up on him. So mm. he had to claim his set. So like yeah yeah, yeah. And when he was like deuces, they all backed up oh, really quick. Like, oh shit! Oh, eh, eh, eh. Yeah,
2: but he never got officially jumped into the game though. They just added him in because of his dad's
3: legacy, right? Yeah, I think it well because we Ray Ray have-
2: says like we we gonna jump you in. You cool with that?
3: No, 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 well, we, we don't know if that happened. True, it, it probably did happen, It probably just, just happened see off screen. It. Yeah, we just
2: didn't see it. So that's not a fun thing to watch.
3: So there's another movie. I think it's called Colors. Okay. Um, I think it's called I think it's called Colors. It's actually with the guy from uh, Jamie Foxx who plays Braxton. Got it. He's like the main gangster for like, and he's he's nuts. He's nuts in that film, and part of the reason he took that film was because he felt like he was typecasted because of the Braxton character. Uh, so he just went nuts of that. But that movie, I remember that one being the one that I was just like, "Oh shit, no, this is fucking scary." Like in that one, like some kids, you know, uh, you know, getting like a, a fight with somebody, and he gets shot and killed. But he gets shot and killed by like a six year old holding a gun mm. in like a big group of people, and it's just like. Like what the fuck? Yeah. So like, I think we you know, like this movie, you know, holds a lot of weight because of the, you know the time frame. But I think there are other movies out there that were a little bit more uh, true to form, especially um, to that lifestyle mm-hmm. in that time. I think it, I think it's that movie Colors, um, but uh, that I'm speaking of. But okay. I don't know if the, the scene where the kid gets killed because um, he's like. Fighting some kid and he has a belt and he's like swinging a belt and then suddenly he just gets shot and he he's just like it's like a six or seven year old kid holding the gun. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. But the movie um, with the uh, yeah, there, there's a few movies out there that, which are kind of you know South Central esque and all that which are really just fucking harrowing stories of just like oh you don't want to fuck around in this life.
2: Yeah, yeah, man, I I, I got it. When I was in the suburbs I was like That's not the life for me It was like When you watch a pirate movie And they're like Yo ho ho <laughs> This is the life for me <laughs> And you're like No it's not sir No it's not <laughs> That's not That's not it
1: oh, You know
2: Pirates God. Pirate life is so crazy I bet you If gangsters knew What pirate life was like They'd be like Yo that's so gangster shit <laughs> Cause Cause pirates used to Not have no teeth They used to do mutinies All the time They had swords Instead of guns So they were piercing Niggas and shit
3: it was actually, all kinds of wild stuff. If you really think about it, uh, scurvy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, uh, pirates, pirates were all military guys. Most pirates were actually military guys. But then once, like you know, war was fought, or like they're not no longer exploring yeah. and, and and things like that anymore. What the fuck are they gonna do? Yeah. And so they basically just like, yeah, you got this ship, and uh, yeah, good luck. Mm-hmm. So then they're just like, well, you know, we're just going to take everything. Yeah, I'm just going to get this bottle of and Yo-ho-ho, niggas. Yeah, well, and then the, even the... <laughs> Where to go with that? <laughs> it, you, start, you, you look at, like, you know, the pirates uh, of today, which are in, like, some of these, you know, countries in Somalia or, you know, uh, whatever. It's just like you have these big companies mm-hmm. who come over there, and they're fishing in their waters, and they're polluting, and they're just grabbing everything up, and they say, hey, you this is our territory. You can't come here anymore. And then it's like, oh yeah. And then they start fucking with their ships and start going after them. Who's really the pirate here? Oh yeah, I get it. So, I mean, listen, listen, don't, don't, don't come at me.
0: I'm not, I know. No, I'm not coming at you. I'm not I just you. said I'm a just pirate's
2: saying. life, not from me, but I get the pirate life.
0: Yeah.
2: Like if I were, if I were in charge of pirate shit and I could avoid immunity. Oh, that would have been a dope time.
3: Avoid a, had a avoid a
2: mutiny. How yeah, you gonna avoid a mutiny? Had a fucking parrot that would snitch on everybody and shit. And then I just start shooting niggas. I can get new niggas to the new next
1: island. Wait, what are you talking? <laughs> <to? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> you looking around? You like what are you?
3: Who are you talking to? <laughs> Why are you still trying to be a pirate? <laughs> <laughs> Where do we get from this movie? It's like, hey man, you know what? It you know was like this pirates. <laughs> Pirates, you know, you, you ever get scurvy? You ever have one leg and you just put a stick in it? Pirates. <laughs> <I'm>
1: like, what? <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>.
2: uh,
1: <laughs> Off the yeah. rail. Yeah, I know.
2: I know. Um, what? What? I have this line quoted from the movie. World been sh- oh, world been showing you its booty for a long time. I think Ali said that right to Bobby Johnson in the prison cell, I think when he was trying to get him to like commit to the reading and stuff like mm-hmm. that and being a better father. Cause he all gave right. his whole soliloquy about his
3: own field. I'm not going to lie, Brandon. When you said Ali, I was like, mom and Ali said that <laughs> <laughs> the world was,
2: I said the world been showing your, it's booty all the time. <laughs> and it was sting like a butterfly float like a bee. <laughs> I know I fucked up the quote. I know everybody. Listen, no, yeah. No, yeah. I know I fucked it up. You know what's crazy is like, uh, I did a hearing test recently. I went to the ET doctor mm-hmm. thinking, like, you know, I probably have some hearing issues. And that's why like I scrambled words and lyrics mm-hmm. and probably why I turned the, the TV on real Mis-nexia? loud. Miss you Nexia? Know, listen to music real loud and stuff. I'm thinking I'm going to get a lot of answers from this test. Because I haven't had one since I was like a kid, right? Uh-huh. To the test. They're like, why are you here? I'm like, oh, I think I have some hearing issues. You know, like, I get lyrics messed up. I'll turn on the TV. My wife is mad at me, blah, blah, blah. They do the test, and they're like, your hearing's fine. <laughs> I was like, ooh, this is going to cause more problems than you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Tattoo was so bad. She was just like, so what you saying? <laughs> this is it's all you. <laughs> it's
2: selective hearing. Yeah, yeah, that's on me, y'all. Fair, 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 fair. Bro, when uh, when the kid, uh, J-Boog J or J Rock J-Rock was um. <laughs> he was nursed, getting nursed back to health and then uh, they had the social worker come mm-hmm. well, the woman from uh, the guy from child services come yeah. ask him those questions about his mama and how and he was like oh yeah mama don't feed me mama be strung out on that smack and stuff I was like this kid just talked his way into a foster <laughs> room <laughs> I was like every answer he gives is just does he need to be in the foster room yes yep. yes uh, check yeah. uh, check yep. away from mama check
3: yeah sucked
2: yeah, I mean... And it's up because, like you said, when he first gets to that home and he, like, starts repping the deuces, it's like, well, why wouldn't he? Since he was a baby, literally an infant, he's been around his life. Yeah. Because the dad was taking him every fucking way. Yeah, well... You know what I mean? Ne- not necessarily. But even as a baby, you can pick up all the shit. You pick up the uh, the vibes, you pick up the, the,
3: the, the, the body language, the Actually, language, you know, no. the verbiage. He was in prison for at least three years, three or four, three years. Bobby was in prison. For at the years. beginning? Yeah, because he said that my son is three years old. He said he was three. That baby did not look three. That baby was not three. That's
2: no. That might have been some casting issues or something. Yeah, because they, they probably didn't want to have a newborn around some of the shit that they were, like, depicting on film. What
3: do you mean? You know, it, it's actually better for a newborn. Probably. Yeah, actually I can't remember all yeah, the craziness. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah they, like, they, they can't you, have. They n- didn't have the
2: budget to like do a Stanley Kubrick and think that kid was doing a romantic comedy or some <laughs> shit. That's still wild, man. I, I would love to interview the actor that played the kid in The Shining.
3: He's like, and yeah. Like, so what I saw
2: would be like, <laughs> what did you think was happening around you? Please tell me. <laughs> I'm sure that kid's done interviews. So I really should look that up because that's yeah, fascinating. Th- yeah, that that must be.
3: It's like so when um, when he finally saw the movie as an adult, he's like, "What the fuck was <laughs> I a part of? This is what I was doing." He had an axe. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a
2: pool noodle. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, that that was crazy. Uh, but I did write down Nurse Shelley probably saved the kid's life because. Oh, no. If he hadn't. Well, I mean, he did eventually break out of the foster home, but he probably would have been into some shit way sooner. Yeah, and probably sure. would have ended up in jail or juvie or something like that. Yeah. Well, juvie because he was too young to go to jail. Yeah. But you know, so it's also in the '90s. They were just like, "Black men go wherever the fuck we
3: want them to." Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably to great. So he
2: had, so Bobby had no contact with the son or Carolyn, Carolyn or Carol uh, the entire time he was in
3: jail for the ten years. Nothing about her uh, said that he, she was following up.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, when he comes home looking for his son, she's strung out. And she's like, she's like, Bobby, you back? why didn't you tell me you were coming? I would have fixed my hair, which is exactly what you said before he, yeah, when he got back ago. out.
3: Yeah. Years before. Yeah. It's insane. As she was up there, you know, trying to get up in, you know, kind of trying to rub that genie. Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No growth.
2: No. no girl. Then that cop was antagonizing him. He's like, "Oh, I heard that genie lamp dude had a fucking piece
3: on him," which was wild. Yeah, it's like the coroner said, his dick was hard too. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like, yo, he was really going in on this guy's fucking dick. I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> he must have been turning out these girls." It was like that is fucking nuts for anybody. I mean, sake.
2: he probably ain't wrong though. You gotta have some swagger to be like to be able to get because. He was going to turn them out to be sex workers for
3: him. Or he just had drugs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just had drugs. Yeah. That's that's, that's probably more than right, right. yeah. Um According to UVR producer's uh, research, he said Glenn Plummer said in an interview that men have approached him and said that his speech at the end of the film caused them to get back into their own children's lives. Which is wild, but at least there's some good that came from this. But that's that's why that that monologue about, you know, let me be the father that we never had. And let's let me get him out of the cycle of violence was was a lot. But at the same time, I'm just like, it sucks because. What is again, what is he going to do? He's a felon that actually committed a murder. There's not going to be many options for him to get out it's of the economic situation that he's currently in. And now in the, the only thing that saves him is that he has a legacy with the Deuce, even though he's no longer affiliated with them. So he's only going to be affiliated with this gang, even though he does not do anything with them. Yeah. But then that also puts him in a hard place because he's always going to be kind of a target of other people. And potentially if eventually he does run the Deuces the wrong way, like if he it gets it's Ray Ray's crosshairs again, for some whatever reason,
0: oh, so it's,
3: it's, it's a problem. You know also what I mean? it's how is uh J-Rock gonna be able to uh to uh disassociate himself from that from the deuces because he is in the epicenter of all of that. Yeah. All his little friends, they're all in the deuces. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. or or they're all like they glamorize that. Yeah. So like how's he gonna pull away from that? And, and be able to live a normal life Like bro that, that is such an uphill battle Like literally the only His only option He has to take his family And he has to move them out of there Which is what he tried
2: to do After he killed uh, a Gypsy or genie Genie mm-hmm. lamp
3: <laughs> But Here's the other thing Because He just got He just got paroled He cannot move out of there mm, He yep. can't go anywhere And that's the thing That a lot of people are Like Like if you're on parole Wherever you come out, nigga, you gotta be at that place. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they need to know where you are all the fucking time until your parole. You're now off parole, yep. and then you can kind of, you know, move around. But like, yeah, you, like you're kind of fucked. And like, you know, my little brother uh, w- was on parole. You know, he did, you know, some prison time. Let me tell you guys, if if you've never gotten to the fucking system. Just never get into the system, yeah. Because the moment you do, you are set up to be fucked over, and like they're looking for any opportunity to lock your ass up again. Oh yeah. So and it's like and like just watching my my uh, brother go through all that shit, and I'm just like, they they really it's really just a, a setup to get you back. Mm. It's really up to get you. I back. want you back. That's what the prison guards. <laughs> oh, oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I just imagine the, the fucking the uh, well. It is wild because now I'm thinking of that fucking Tubi movie. Um The the Which parole one? officer. From, oh yeah, yeah. From, All I want is you, yeah, part two. Yeah, it's like imagine her singing that song. It Has a completely different meaning though. Um, folks, uh,
2: listen to our Patreon series with the, all I want is you movies. Wow. There's two of them yeah, and we, wow. uh, we had
3: to do them back to back. And that was a, that was a nightmare. Uh, but yeah, it, it, like you're, it's hard, it's hard to move on with life yeah. because the way the system is set up, you are kind of, you know, kind of stuck in it. Mm. Like, you really have to, you know, remove yourself from everything. Yeah. And that's the only way. Like, he has to move his family elsewhere. But the wife, you think she's going? No, no, for sure not. And then do you... Uh, I think you got to deal with the separation of the mom with the son. It's a lot. There's well, but to tell you the truth, that's probably the best thing for him. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, for, well, for all parties involved. Well, I mean... So she doesn't want him anyways. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's very obvious, yeah. So, you know, but then... What is Bobby... OG Bobby Johnson. How's he going to get a job? That's what I've been saying. Yeah, he's a felon. I mean... He's he, a two-time he, felon. He
2: can get a job. And it's going to be very... It's going to be very limited in regards to the options he has. And then it's not going to pay that much. hmm So it's like you're work, killing yourself to death working this job that you probably don't like. And you're trying to keep your son afloat and on that straight and narrow. And you're struggling to get by. It's, it's the cycle of poverty. That's the reason why people eventually are like, I'm going back to drug
3: dealing and shit. Yeah. Or
2: I'm going back to the gangster life and shit. Like, or I'm going back to doing some other criminal
3: shit. Yeah, or they graduate to doing yeah. you know, other stuff.
2: But then like white collar people, they get to do that shit all the time. And get to redo it. Yep. Adam Newman recently in the news was like, I want to buy a WeWork back. This nigga just destroyed everything. And got away with billions of dollars after destroying people's lives. In starting a cult where people were committed, so committed that when they got laid off, they had no idea what to do. They were broken. Man, I should have worked at WeWork. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to somebody uh, that I used to work with the other day about it. That was a wild time, man.
1: Yeah. I, I
2: think we should review the documentary on Hulu mm. just so I can go in depth about that the, experience. The, the context, Because I'm not under a contract or NDA or anything anymore. Yeah, so. I was my first year after I got laid off because of the severance and stuff, mm. but now we could talk about it. So, Yubi, um, it's a... Uh, it's just called WeWork, like, Hulu um, documentary, so we can just add to the list. But, um, yeah, because that was a wild time. And, you know, there was definitely some fun times that I had Yeah, being there, especially, like, with the budget I got to work with. Yeah, I took my team to go uh, Brooklyn Bowl. I brought, mm-hmm. rented out two lanes when Questlove was DJing. You know, the white people didn't know about that. Yeah. But I knew about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, beat that real quick. I was like, hey, I can book this? And they were like, yeah, I'm like. At this time, they're like, Yeah. I'm like, while he's playing, they're like, Yeah, what's the problem? Why do you keep asking
3: so many questions? Just it give him the money. I do it. <laughs>
1: exactly
3: what <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this kind of money. wait, wait, what kind of budgets were they giving you? Dude, I had like
2: uh what was it like 100 a hundred uh, bucks an employee a month to spend?
3: And uh, and boy. I had and I had
2: big I had a big team. So at the time when I was running the Manhattan campus, I had like a team of over thirty people. So I had, like, thousands of dollars to work with. Okay. And I used it. <laughs> but the plus side was it didn't... Uh, it actually was under the radar for quite a while because other other managers didn't, didn't do anything. So they yeah. didn't even realize that their team building budget was, like, crazy because I was the only one using it. Yeah. I don't know why, but other... I guess... I, then that's why my team liked me so much because I was, like, actually... Hey, I actually like spending time with you all, so I'll put these things together, and you mm. will all work really hard and shit. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, um, yeah, th- yeah. That's th- that's why. Yeah, that's why. <clears throat> but uh, right, man, I I don't know
2: uh, where else to go with uh this. This does have a hundred uh hundred percent score on Tomatoes.
3: It does. Yeah, yeah.
2: It does. Yep, and while uh, and going back to the trivia real quick, uh, you found while Hoover Deuce are a fictional gang, they're actually a parody of the real Hoover Crips criminal gang in South LA. Okay, okay. that's that's interesting. I mean, that makes sense as to why, like, immediately here, Deuce struck fear in those kids yeah at yeah. the foster home and shit yeah we did get one patriot thought and folks remember if you sign up a patreon at patreon.com slash medium popcorn you're guaranteed to have your thoughts and reviews of the film we're going to be talking about on the episode read during that episode so uh we had justin rich who wrote very good movie like lynn plumbers acting and a movie that aged well even though it didn't get a lot of love during the time few flaws but it's the 90s large popcorn so justin
3: having said that break down our race system baby all right, guys, you know how we do Is We rate movies. bags of popcorn, small, medium, large, and the XL40 exceptional. If a film doesn't deserve any popcorn, we throw it into the dog shit pile. We pile piles and piles of dog shit atop of it. So, Brandon, we sat down and we watched South Central, a 1990 film, a 1990 film, Jesus Christ, a 1992 1990. uh, film uh, starring Glenn Plummer and Carl Lumbly. What say you, sir? Yeah, so this gets, this gets a small,
2: and I know that that might be uh, egregious for some people listening. This gets a small, it is very tight. It's like 100 minutes, um, but again, I was kind of unclear as to what the the moral of the story was supposed to be. You in the chat posited that maybe it's supposed to be like the anti-glamor, glamorous take on like this gangster life and stuff like that. Possibly, Um but while there are some solid performances, particularly Glenn Palmer, who gets shouted out a lot, I just, again, i was just left very much like with a empty feeling in my stomach. And I just didn't really, and again, because maybe I know a lot of people that are in similar situations, maybe not with the gang related stuff, but just like this cyclical situation, it just was very uh, depressing at the end of the day, even though the ending's supposed to be somewhat uplifting. And, um, like you said, the, uh, the prison stuff was a bit wonky. It, it gave me very much like parody of Blood In, Blood Out vibes at times mm. from a filmmaker standpoint. Um, and I just, I just really kind of found myself drifting off a little bit sometimes. Um, yeah, it just, it was, it was a lot. And I, I do think the kid that played Christian Coleman, as much as he tried with the, the role of J Rock, it wasn't the best child performance. So yeah, small. It's not dog shit, but it's, it's it's small.
3: Justin, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to give it a small as well. Uh, I, I think the performances really hurt this. Glenn Pl- Plummer, uh, there's only so much that he could do mm. because he was really acting with a lot of, like, you know, actors that were not in his range. Yeah. Uh, so Including it, in Showgirls. Yeah, well... <laughs> that's a, that that's a different uh, movie. But um e, like even so like I'd say Glenn Plummer and Byron uh Keith uh, Mims who played Ray Ray, they were kind of the best actors mm. uh in this film. Yeah. Everyone else played kind of characters, you know? Uh and it, it just they it just didn't come across very well even um you know uh Miss uh Vicklyn Reynolds who played uh Willie's wife like <laughs> I didn't th- she wasn't terrible she wasn't terrible but it was I don't know like I didn't believe her mm. w- which is weird w- which also me saying it, it wasn't a terrible uh, acting job yeah. but like it wasn't the best. Uh, so like and and that's where it really comes down I think that because especially the beginning and then the prison and then some of the hokey pr- uh, prison stuff, uh, but this movie really leans on that third act, yeah. And like, yeah, that that speech at the end that Bobby gives um, uh, to Ray Ray, you know, like the, that is like the you know you know the meat and potatoes uh, of this film and everything. Um, but yeah, it, I I don't think it was necessarily enough to give this anything uh, higher than a small for me.
2: Yeah, that's, I think that's fair. Um, Yuvia did want to point out, though, in her trivia that she found in regards to IMDb reviews, that this is the first time she ever saw a movie that had no reviews below five stars on IMDb.
0: Okay. So
2: it's it's very well liked from an audience yeah. standpoint. But like you and I said, maybe maybe there's something we're just missing. I don't know. And I prefaced that at the beginning. Maybe, it's, maybe there might be something from our backgrounds so that just... Yeah. Uh, makes us, makes it difficult for us to digest well, this, even I mean, though
3: we're also watching this, what, 30, 30 years, years later? later. Yeah. We're watching it 30 or well, 32 years later. That we
2: have like actual memory of like incognitive ability to like break this down versus like when we were kids, like,
3: what are we watching? Yeah. Yeah. So like, it, it's
2: because trust me, what if I was like, if I was like around 10, 11, when like you said, when I was watching this, I probably was only just like, when can I say Carol again? You know what I mean? Like, I'm probably just like, where, where's that cute black arrow again? I like the way she looked in that dress.
3: You fucking mess. I,
2: I was a mess. I was such a, like, I, I forgot how much of a horn dog in the 90s I was. When I saw Reba McIntyre at the Super Bowl, I was like, I used to be into Reba McIntyre. I used to be into the Shirley Ralph. I was a crazy fucking little kid. You were into
3: Reba McIntyre? Bro, I still am. Did you see her at the Super Bowl? No, I didn't. Yeah, man. Did you not watch the Super Bowl? I watched the Super Bowl. I I wasn't watching fucking Reba. She was singing at the beginning. Let me see <laughs> all right. Well folks as always
2: You know you can follow me at Frodo underscore blackens On threads and Instagram That's primarily where I'm at these days uh, You can follow the show Medium P Podcast On all social media platforms And Justin if you want to support
3: the show As well as follow you What can they do sir? Guys you can follow me at Jay Brown did it on uh, the socials uh, But you can follow the show Support the show at Patreon.com slash Medium Popcorn We got $2, $5, $10 And $15 packages mm-hmm. um, Guys Guys If you love this show, you want to see this show grow more and more and more, uh, go to Patreon because our entire backlog is on Patreon. We have so many bonus uh, episodes. Like, Patreon is where you need to be. Again, that's patreon.com slash medium popcorn. And you are right. You know, I I forget. um, Ariba McIntyre, you know, was and and is a piece. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm there you have it folks our, I love how we ended South Central
2: by talking about a white woman but <laughs> yep, that's yep. what sometimes happens here at Media and Popcorn everybody yep, yep, you know we, we messes we messes but we do our best we do our best alright until the next
3: time y'all peace that <laughs> <laughs> was you younger though because she kind of looked like a goddamn. she looks crazy
1: Popcorn, We are two niggas spoiling movements yeah. Brandon Collins That's me And Justin Brown for your moving needs Medium Popcorn Woo. You haven't seen it, well we're gonna spoil it Spoil it in your face That's your warning uh. So if you get pisses or you'll